Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. Yeah, welcome to Tuesday with Badge and Sats. And, of course, every Tuesday is Teamless Tuesday and there's some big Just news. T-L-T. <laughs> Straight into it. Straight into it. T-L-T. And there's some big news coming out of the New Zealand Warriors for round 19. How are you, Badge? Good. Can we start again? That's annoying. Yeah, I'm good, mate. annoying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, some big news. Um Coming out around a few teams, we'll uh, we'll get to that, and um, you got a very special guest. We're going to talk to uh, pretty soon, actually. Yeah, one of your former sparring partners and and yours, great friend. I only had him for one year as a coach, and I wish I had him for twelve years. You had a you won competitions under the great Tim Sheens, and he's he's been happy enough to join us, which is it's always a really good discussion with him, isn't it? Well, we waited for a week or so to let uh, things die down since the big announcement of him uh, taking back over yep. as uh, the head coach of the Tigers in that uh, that arrangement with Benji Marshall. So we really want to see how that's all Yeah, uh, I want to find out from out. Tim Sheens why Benji. I know he knows Benji better than anyone from a rugby league perspective, but yeah. also emotionally off the field. But why does he think Benji will be a success after not having coached ever before? Yeah, That'll and be what's he got against Robbie yeah. Farrar? <laughs> <laughs> uh, true or false as well. And don't forget, you can get us any time on Twitter, at SportsDayQLD. Now, Badge, have you got a concern about paying for things? There's something you want to raise about. Well, if – okay, I went I went and bought someone we know very well. We yeah. all know him very well. Mm-hmm. I bought him a coffee yesterday. Okay. Because I'm, I'm – um, yeah, I'm in, I'm in a different studio than you, and I turned up and, um, and he, he said, let's, let's grab a quick coffee. I went, yeah, and I said, I'll pay for it. He went, oh, right. And I paid. Mm-hmm. And then he reached, as I went to pay, he reached over. I said, no, I'll pay. He went, no, I'm just getting my coffee card ticked. Stop like it's it. electronic. What? So he got the two. So I'm thinking it's, I'm thinking on his it's coffee card. the cafe that's down the bottom of the building of the yes. studio you're in. Yeah. So he got the two ticks on his coffee card or whatever it is, electronically. And then I swipe my card to pay. Now, without saying is his, that okay? Like, I, and I don't have a card. That's there. not okay. Now, without saying his <laughs> name, if we used a noise, would it sound like this? Does it sound like that? Could you not work out who it was, Rook? No that's idea. The woogie. No idea. Yeah. Really? What? That's ridiculous. Uh, you weren't, you weren't listening to anything. Come on, that's ridiculous. All of those. Another, on another All planet. So, what? is it okay oh, for you to claim the rewards when someone else pays? No, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. It's tight. I was ruined. That is Brent Tate-like tightness. <laughs> it's probably something I'd do too. But when he did it, I went, that's going to make it on the air. Well, yeah, you absolutely. Can't you yeah, did this that. is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, Cars of the Year. 
Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Zats. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. Yeah, plenty going on in the indie world of the NRL, thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand badge. And with the teams announced this afternoon, we're going to go across all the games, or mainly the, the Queensland-focused games uh, for this weekend, round 19 of the NRL. But uh, Stacey Jones, the interim Warriors coach, he's, he's dropped a bit of a bombshell with one of his star players. Yes, it seems as though, uh, yeah, Reese Walsh is, uh, is out of the side. Shock. How did that happen? I thought what? he was playing great. Yeah, and I don't know whether this is a... So he's benched him. He's benched him, yeah. Okay. Mm. And so... Dejan Arcee's been recalled and Chanel Harris-DeVita has been moved. Now, can I say, and we didn't raise this because Chanel Harris-DeVita has announced that he's going to take 2023 off so he can travel and focus on his writing, whatever it may mm. be. So, would I would I be too cruel to say that Chanel Harris Tavita's not entirely focused as rugby league as a priority if he's going to make a decision about twenty twenty three, or does he see the light at the end of the tunnel and say, "I'm just going to play the best I can. I'm going to leave under the best circumstances"? Because yeah, well, I, I think he's playing all right, isn't he? I mean, he I is. haven't seen yeah, he's playing okay. with the way he's playing. Let's remember, Reese Walsh is leaving. Yep. the Warriors. And that might be part of the thinking. But um, with both of those guys going, Walsh and Chanel Harris-DeVita, he's in a, bit of a, in a bit of a pickle, isn't he? He just needs to get some wins, Stacey Jones. Do you think that with Reese Walsh announcing that he's going back to the Brisbane Broncos, that when they do make a mistake, they are highlighted probably a little bit more? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got to play well. Yeah, and not, not just play well, but you've got to be having a crack, like all the time, yeah. having a big go all the time, or straight away um, – you know, the conversation will, will, will be around uh, your your mind and your heart being somewhere else. So mm. I don't think that's the case with Reese Walsh. He looks super dangerous every time every time he, he does plays. everything at breakneck speed. He does. When you do it he at does. the speed that he plays at, there's sometimes he will come up with some mistakes. I mm. get that. But I don't know whether defensively he's making the wrong decisions in the, in the last line of defense. Not quite sure. But he's definitely fired a shot over the bow. Stacey Jones, Jones now. I can't wait for this one, Badge. Sunday, 2 p.m., Combank Stadium. Bulldogs up against the Titans, and normally you'd say, really? Yeah. Two teams down the bottom of the competition. So but tell me why, Scott. Tavita Pengai Jr. has come out and said, I don't like the way Tino Fasul Malawi, I don't like the treatment you gave my teammate, Matt Burton, and so I am going to take it out on you on Sunday. And what? Tino's gone, you know what? Bring it on. Has he really said that? He's going to, he's going to take it out on him? Tavita Pengai Jr. said, oh, oh, I didn't like the treatment that Tino gave gave Matt Burton. So, right. And Tino has just said, you know what, it's just another game of rugby league. So if they want to try and dish it out to me, well, I'll be there waiting. And that's the way that he plays his rugby yeah. league, doesn't he? He doesn't and do any finger pointing. That's Tino. right. And remember, it's just, you know, they can't stand up and have an all in. Mm. They can't punch on. It's just going to be who's, who can hit, each, hit the other one the hardest legally. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I love it. I, I think it's, yeah, it's great. That bit of spice... Yeah. In those games, I love it. Imagine back in the 80s, Badge, if you're leading into a game and you said, Les Davidson, I don't like the way that you play the game and I'm going to take it out on you this weekend. It wouldn't Would have Would you happened. have ever done that, Scott, no being way, a forward? Way. Do you know what? In Because fullbacks never did that, I can tell you. <laughs> I, think it was like my, <laughs> I think it was like my second or third first grade game. I was 19 or 20 years of age and they did a story in the, in the paper and it went down to Sydney as well. And, it, and the headline said, Stronger Sattler set to take on Sirenin. 
So what did Paul Searman do in that game at Leichhardt Oval? Why, why did it say that? Oh, because that's what the editors do. They're the ones that control the... I never said anything about playing Paul Siren and how I'm going to take on the best front row, a back rower in the game. <laughs> so for 80 minutes, Ciro chased me. He called me a smart ass. He called, <laughs> he called me everything. Did you already know him at that stage? No, I hadn't met but, him. But hadn't before that you'd you'd stayed and spent time with the Roaches? Yeah, but I'd or, never I'd never met Ciro while his in the, best mate in who the lived company up the road. Block, yeah. Wow, there yeah. you go. So for 80 minutes, block was probably year, getting, just, Block's probably yeah. getting along. <laughs> So, Tavita Pengo Jr. up against Tino this week. I oh, can't wait. Oh, now, beauty. Hey, Badge, what do you make of this? Mel Meningas suggested the tier system. Now, the international tier system, which is tier one, T two. Tier one at the moment is England, New Zealand, Australia, Tonga. He has. Uh, no, said, Tonga's not tier one. They're tier one, Tonga. Are they? I, I thought they were just in the top four, but I don't think. I think they're still a tier two nation. Oh, I thought they'd been elevated to tier one. Okay, I may be wrong, but in saying that, he suggested that the the tier system at international level, it should be scrapped altogether. And if you want to play for your state, if you're born in whatever state you are, and you're or, or you qualify for, origin, for, yeah, for origin, yeah, that should be the first option. And then, yeah, then you got the option to represent your ancestral nation. What do you think about the whole tier system? Well. I, I tend get to agree why they've him. got it, and I but I'm tending to agree with him because but already there are players that can play state of origin and represent their and ancestral nation. This is on the back nation, of Victor like Radley, who's, yeah. who's uh, declaring his allegiance to England for the World Cup. I mean, good on him. That's right. But before that, it was Jerome Luai who's yes. just played Origin is allowed to play for Samoa, as is Brian Toto. As is Brian Toto. Yeah. As our, our players are allowed to play for Tonga and Samoa and Fiji. Um, yet Victor Radley. With English, uh, I think parents or grandparents, yes, father. He, yeah. he, if he declares at the moment, he declares his allegiance to England because they're a tier one nation. He therefore cannot play state mm. of origin. And conversely, if he'd already played state of origin and went very close, he's been in the squad um, and was in the uh, New South Wales squad this year. If he had got on the field and played for New South Wales, he wouldn't be allowed to play for England. And that week, he would have the had national game. Yeah, so Mel's saying, well, why don't we scrap the tier system and just say you can, you can. We we need to be flexible with this because we have to keep the, um, you know, the 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 international game. We have to keep developing it and improving it and making them more competitive. All of these nations. So um, this, I, I, I'm with Mel on this. So and see where he's coming from. We are going to get a scenario where if Tonga do become a tier one nation and you play state of origin. Well, then you can't play for Tonga because it's a tier one nation. You don't want to be right. in that situation where you're going to get into that argument as well. Now, Victor Radley, at the end of the year, and Roosters make the finals and and he is eligible to play for Australia and England, but he may be put in a situation to choose one or the other as well. Well, he's chosen. He has now, yeah. 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 But, but, um, but if- I agree with Mel. I think we've probably got to get rid of the tiered system. It's- should we Should we scrap the tiers and, and you can play for your – your state, and you can play for your country. And if Victor Radley misses is. out on Australian selection at the end of the year, well, then he's got another option to go and play for England mm. because of the dual passport. I think yeah, that's he fair. Would. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you, Australia, for making Polaris Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand 21 years in a row. Sports Day, Sports Update. Yeah, let's get a quick sports update. Thanks to the Cancer Council badge and your man, Donald Trump, He's uh, had a fair bit to say about the Live Series in golf. Mm. My <laughs> man. It's, it's a 
It's all that deserves. Oh, I, do, I, do I have to chime in on the back of a Donald Trump story? Yeah, he's urged, oh, he's urged to take he's urged, the money. Take him the money, yeah. yeah. Of course he has. I mean, he's got no morals yep. anyway, so like the bloke trying to run it. Uh, so the shark is trying to target um, Cam Smith now and Adam Scott. Yep. I can't believe the sort of money, Sat, you reckon, $91 million Australian? Cam Smith. Yeah, he's moved what? up to number two in the rankings now after winning the Open. And um, he's been offered reportedly, yeah, $91 million to join the Live Series. And Come on, that's ridiculous. Fads, I've got to say, it's hard money to knock back. But also, oh. if they're still allowed to play in the majors, why wouldn't you do it? And that's the whole point. Yeah. At the moment, um, it, it puts a, casts a new light on it, doesn't it? With someone you admire, and we've just seen how well he's done to win the British Open, and he's a, you know, he's a, a young Queenslander. Uh, you, you, you know, I, I hate the idea of players doing this and putting the um, the current tour at risk. But if they just look, just wait up and go, well, there's this tour or there's that tour. I can actually play on both, and I can pocket ninety million dollars. Mm. I, I dare say, I, I dare any of our listeners to say they wouldn't. They wouldn't take the money and run. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Honestly, so a big decision. It's a moral decision <sighs> as well, isn't he? How how is he going to be perceived in the in the public market? Well, he didn't answer that question after no. the um, after it's... the open about whether he was going or not. He said that's just up to my people, which for me was the kind of bit where I went. Actually, he could have just said no. Yeah, exactly. No, and I don't mm. want to talk about it. Yeah. But he didn't. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia EV6 and Sportage. They've both been voted Cars of the Year. Coming up next, we're going to go through some of the team lists that have been announced this afternoon for Round 19. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia's EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year. Because I'm TLT. I'm Dynamite. TLT. And I'll win the fight. TLT. I'm a power load. TLT. Watch me explode. Round 19 of the NRL and the teams have been announced. There's been a, a few changes to some of the clubs. We mentioned earlier on that uh, Reese Walsh has been named on the bench for the Warriors. Chanel Harris-Tavita replacing him at fullback. And for Elders Insurance, hands-on support for our local community – First game badge Thursday, back to Thursday nights after the origin is finished. Uh, Eels versus Broncos at Combank. It's a massive test for both these sides. Yeah, a bunch of players back from origin right across the comp. Uh, Ryan Madison back from a rib injury. So Murata Nakora goes back to the bench. And uh, Bryce Cartwright also comes back from a, uh, a rib injury, but he's on the extended bench. For the Broncos, they get back uh, Corey Oates, Kurt Catewell, Pat Carrigan. So they had a rest after Origin 3. Selwyn Cobbo still no good after that, uh, that massive yeah, head knock that he got. is the yeah. mandatory sit down. Yeah. Oh, and he, you know, he's, he, I'm was glad crook. they're not playing him this week. Uh, when they Payne put him Haas. in the front seat of the HIA vehicle, it looked like he was going, it looks like he was going to drive it off. Yeah. They sat him in the front seat as, a, as opposed to laying him down on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He'll be up for another couple of weeks, you would think. Payne Haas has been named his first game back uh, for a few weeks. And Corey Pakes um, also returns from a uh, head knock. And uh, Jake Turpin, promoted to start hooker Billy Walters, has got a hip injury. Yeah. So they also get um, Keenan Palacia, Tom Flegler, and uh, – oh, sorry. Keenan Palacia, Tom Flegler, Kobe Hetherington go back to the bench. Got some good depth, haven't they? They have. Great Really depth. good depth. Can I say, Tyson Gamble is one of those players that for some reason he's got a head that you'd – I don't know. It annoys just, me. It annoys you, doesn't it? But oh. do you know from the eight times 
that he has played this year with the Broncos, they, they've won all the games. He's got this competitive streak in him, mm. Tyson Gamble. He came on the weekend against the Gold Coast, took the line on and gave the ball to Adam Reynolds to score a try to basically uh, put them in front. So he's, he's a pretty good contributor off the bench. Yes. Bulldogs versus no Titans. We spoke about this game earlier on. Tavita Pengo Jr. up against Tino Fasul Malaawi, 2 p.m., Combank Stadium. And for the Bulldogs, Josh Adokar, he's been named. He's going to be monitored during the week. He has got an ankle injury, but he has been cleared of any serious, serious injury. So they'll just monitor him and see how he goes. The good part about it is that they don't play till Sunday. Um, Aaron Shop has been listed as 18th man, uh, but he, he looks to return from COVID. And Matty Dufty uh, still in the reserves. Now, Titans, Jaden Campbell, he's been named on the bench for his first game since round 13. Of course, he's had that bad hamstring injury. Uh, Fasul Malawi returns to the starting side. At lock, he started on the bench. Didn't come on for a long time against the Broncos. Aaron Clark, who was really good in the lock position, goes uh, goes to the bench um, to let Tino come back in the starting side. So... Uh, that's it for the Titans and the Bulldogs and Badge at Combank Stadium on a Sunday afternoon in Townsville. We very rarely see this. The Cows yes. up against the Tigers. Queensland Country Bank Stadium, yeah. Um, so the Maroons trio, Val Holmes, Tom Din, Jeremiah Nanai are all back. And Murray Taolungi, who missed the game because of COVID, yeah. he's back as well for the Cowboys. He's got good depth. Um, so it pushes Luciano Lelua to prop. Jermaine Tornoa Brown to the bench. Uh, Hammersai the Hammer. Goes back to the bench as well. And uh, Ben Hampton, Comley Lemuelu and Tom Chester drop out. Uh, the Tigers get James Robertson, David uh, Nofaluma back, but they're on the reserves. They're trying to uh, get back into the starting side, but they were they were crook for that game against uh, the Panthers. Brent Naden's back on the wing after his four-game ban, and James Tamo moves into the starting side. This is his 300th game. Yeah, it is too. Massive, massive yeah. achievement. For a big man, no doubt at all. So um, the new faces on the bench, Tyrone Peachy and Alex Seafarth. And great work, Thomas Chester from the Cowboys. Made his debut last week against Cronulla. Came off the bench. Looks like Cody Ramsey from uh, from the Dragons. Um, plays oh. a bit of everywhere. It's a good story, this badge. He's, his dad's a bull rider. He no, he went to um, a school in, in Townsville and made no rep teams. Made no rep teams for the Townsville Blackhawks. And then as part of the squad for the Townsville Blackhawks, oh, sorry, Host Plus Cup side, the Queensland Cup side, has only started in one game this year and made his debut in the NRL last week. Unreal. It's a great story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. maybe he's got a future. Elders Insurance for your teamless Tuesday from local football to community events. It's our way of giving back, back its badge and sats for Sports Day and the key EV6 and the Sportage. They've both been voted Cars of the Year. Coming up next, one of everyone's favourites. The returning coach of the West Tigers, Timmy Sheens. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats and our very special guest. Uh, we're very privileged to have him. He's coached Nelly. Get this, 800 games Nelly at the NRL, UK Super League, state and national level, Badge. You've won premierships with this man. I was fortunate enough to spend my last season of my career with uh, with this man as well. Four premierships at two clubs, a major influence on the game at all levels and for many years and will continue as he takes on the now the head coaching role in his second stint at the West Tigers, none other than Timmy Sheens. Welcome to Sports Day, Sheensy. Hello, guys. Does that make you sound that, really that old? Very nice. Uh, 800, that very nice. 800 games now. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, mate. Well, um, I, some days I feel that too, don't I? <laughs> but, uh, and here I am back for more. Are yeah. you mad? What what prompted you to take on the role again? <laughs> oh, mate. Look, football's been my life, really, uh, in real terms. When, when I think back, you know, from the time I was seven years of age, Apparently, the nun said to my mother in primary school, Tim would be a pretty good student if his head would come in outside uh, from the playing fields. Mm. So I think um, I think my uh, my my life was planned out even from that early. Cheesy, you came back to help out the West Tigers in an overseeing role, and um, uh, that that kicked in late last year, early this year. Oh, sorry, earlier this year, was it, was it ever in the back of your mind that it might play out like this, that you might find yourself in this position? Gary, I, I, I didn't, mate. Honestly, I, I came back to to support the club in you know, an administrative role behind the desk. You know, I wasn't flying the jet anymore. I'd been grounded and uh, that was fine. I'd done that in England in a, number, a couple of the clubs mm. um, and was quite happy to do so. Um, and our, our ideal, um, our elder sister, ideal system, mate, was going to be someone take it on for the five years as we offered uh, young Cameron Serrata. Um, and we didn't really, you know, there wasn't as many obvious sort of other people that we were interested in to, to any great degree. And I think you know, Canterbury and even Warriors struggled, I think, uh, you know, looking for the right person. And uh, this system, this was sort of mooted as a, you know, I suppose it's a Wayne Bennett system, isn't it? Sort of carry someone in your pocket for a year or two and then mm. let them go. Uh, but um, no, no, I guess I, I really didn't think it. it wasn't the ideal thing that I was looking for. But now I find myself probably a different, it's a different feeling too. You're, you're an interim coach, really. You're thinking, I'm thinking two years to lay the platform for the for young bench. And uh, although I say young bench now, mm. he's, you know, he, He's got a four-year-old, and a uh, and he's well into his late uh, mid to mid thirties, and so so they're not. He's not that young, but to saying that uh, he's got the energy of a young man, and uh, in my job will be to lay a platform. I'll I'll do some time after the coaching in my current role to be there if he needs it, uh, just as a shoulder to talk, you know, someone to talk to about it. But but basically, I'm setting it up for him. So why why aren't you then if if this is the the right way to go uh, and I haven't seen this talked about anywhere so forgive me if I'm going over old grand but why aren't you jumping straight into it now Tim and I know Noddy's there as a, a caretaker but why not put that system in place straight away with you and, and Benji or even you and Noddy no well, that's that's the secret of it I think in this uh, that I want to do but I want to do that um, in the background, mate, and work the two boys and get them ready for it. Um, The system that we're using at the moment's been working okay, as in, you know, they're they're working together and carrying the team. I know we're not doing so well on the ladder, obviously, but at the end of the day, um, I think I need to get Benji and and Rob and also finalise the staffing ready for November 1. Uh, We've got a World Cup, of course, where a lot of players are going to go overseas from all the clubs. So it's going to be an unusual pre-season. But we're planning those sorts of things now. And if, I, if we're tied up in actually coaching, we're not going to get the planning done. And I want to really do their pre-coaching before we get there, if you know what I mean. Like we've got a couple, two or three months to prepare the two boys. So it makes it a lot easier to get started that way. 
You've known Benji since he was mm. 17, Tim, and why him as an assistant and then a head coach? What attributes have you seen in, in him as a teenager to now that, that he could handle such a crucial role? Look, I, he, he's extremely intelligent as far as the game is concerned. Um, he's got the right temperament, in my opinion. Uh, he's certainly got the energy for it. Um, but in real terms, he knows the game. And I think, you know, in all the coaches that have sort of, you know, uh, been under me as such, you know, all of them were intelligent to the game. You know, you, you know, I think you need to have that. Then you've got to have the temperament. And that'll be the question mark, the temperament, I suppose, because we never know how everyone handles all the issues that comes that come with first-grade coaching. But he's got two years to learn that. Do you think I'm going to be pushing him forward? Yes, I am. He's going to be involved in everything in every department, in everything that he needs to be. So it will be a fairly um, intense apprenticeship. Um, he just won the apprentice, so I suppose he's all right <laughs> at doing those things. Um, but no, he's, he's keen to get involved in everything. Uh, I'll be setting it up for, you know, the kids that we've got are, are probably three years away, so he'll be there at that time. And, uh, and I need to introduce him to all of that as well. So... You know, I've had a good look at those kids this year. We've signed uh, all the kids pretty much that we want to sign out of our system, and we've got a, a really good system again next year. So, you know, he's keen. He's come from a sort of a junior system through through us, even though it was Kibra High. They were our school, and uh, he played enough games at this club to be considered a junior, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, both he and Robbie... Um, you know, I raised them in many ways, you know, from 19 to, well, as you say, Benji was 17 to, to the late 20s. So they, they know me and I know them. And they, they, the game that we played had a lot to do with, okay, some of my ideas, but certainly their abilities and their skills. So we, um, we'll turn, we're the worst side in the league for, for scoring points and tries. And that's my first aim is to turn that round. Well, you did that with the, 2005 team and you have developed so many former players into great coaches I think the most in the history of the game and, and Benji is another one of those as long as well as Robbie now are you confident that Benji will look at you as someone that he could challenge Sheensy or will he still have that I suppose that father figure mentality when he looks at you as, a, as an assistant coach Sads, Sads please <laughs> he's uh... I'll have trouble controlling both of them in real terms. <laughs> They'll challenge, don't worry. They challenged me when they were 18, let alone in different yep. ways, I suppose. But certainly um, both boys were the sort of boys, and, and you guys are the same, honestly. Uh, is If I said something now and then said something different in three months, they'd pick me up on it. And I'm sure you two would have done the same thing. Now, people are, people are really smart in the game. I'm giving both you two a rap here too, boys. So uh, I like that. You know, they remember things and they need to be challenged and they need to be, you know, um, they're, they're unhappy if they're not learning something. Um, and that's what I think most of the guys that have really make successful coaches, or if you don't go the coaching way, you go the media way, you've got to have an intelligence to the game. If you survive the media or the coaching game, you know, you know the game and you've got some sort of personality to go with it. And that's what these guys have got. Tim, how, how has coaching changed since, you know, you started in the 80s, 90s, success right through uh, into the 2000s? And, or, or fundamentally, is it still the same, um, perhaps with the, the current players, just a, a little bit different? 
Oh, mate, uh, every generation, I've had, what, four going on five generations, but mm. they're all different, and you've got to be able to move with them and stay ahead of them. Um, you know, everything from, you know, uh, the old days when the backs, you know, the forwards wrapped around and the backs went together and you had centres playing next to one another in this five-metre rule. <laughs> I mean, I've even played under the unlimited tackle, let alone the four tackle and then the six tackle. So that's how far I go back. But in saying that, you know, the game has improved as well. And I think it improves if you try to improve it. In other words, don't do the same as everyone else does. Um, and I think the success, if anything, that I've had is the fact that I, I try to be different to other people and not necessarily follow the same track. And these two boys are exactly that. I mean, I learned all about kick returns from you, Batch, right? How you ran those kick returns with uh, Chica. So little mm. things like that. Mullins then almost perfected that because he was twice as fast as you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, in saying that, mate, you know, those things you pick up, you learn, You and I've been learning all my life. I've never think that I know it all, and these two lads are the same. Um, but uh, we do think alike, and that's going to be... And we will, we will obviously coach alike, and I think we will, um, we will recruit alike. You, know, you generally recruit your style, and I always look for offensive players. I mean, we were, um, you know, I, I don't, don't get me wrong, I don't mind. You've got to be able to tackle. Um, you know, even you had a, a go at that badge, but um, occasionally. Okay, mate. You threw yourself in there. Don't worry. You got to throw yourselves in the spokes of the wheel, and you did. Um, the uh, the idea is so um, is to move forward with the game, try to stay ahead of the game, and I think that's the secret of it. And these two guys are in that sort of they're that type of lad. And nearly every coach that that has, if if you call it the system, I mean, I don't take credit for that. I mean, I, I encourage them, but you know. Um, in saying that, you know, you, you're on your own when you coach. You know, it's not a matter of I could identify. It's hard to identify who you think are going to be a great coach. It's like a five-year thing. Ask me in five years, and if you're still doing it, player or coach, you probably can do it, if you know yeah. what I mean, because that's your 100 games, isn't it? There's your experience. If you survive that, so it's not easy, but you can recognize certain, certain um, you know, uh, that, you know, personality traits, uh, abilities, and so on and so on. I mean, look at Ricky Stewart, Badge. I said to him once, uh, do you think you want to coach Rick? And he said, no, I don't think so. I said, why not? He said, because I don't know what I'm going to do before I do it. <laughs> so how am I going to coach anyone? So, and yet there he is coaching and doing a good job, you know? So yeah. you, know, it, you, you never know when that, if that's the path that leads, and you'll never know whether you're successful. There's plenty of guys... Who are good coaches but aren't first grade coaches. They're good, really professional assistant coaches. There's nothing wrong with that, I can tell you. You know, they work their they work their backsides off actually mm. more so than sometimes the senior coach. But it's the senior coach that gets knocked around, you know, in the press and, and gets sacked first. And that's what Ben's just got to face, you know, the situation of the the three losses or four losses in a row, mate. You know, we've all been there. Mm. How you handle that, how you handle the criticism and so on. Well, the beauty is you can shield him from that for a couple of years, Tim, while he's learning the ropes. And the player relationship's always been crucial, I think, for the the best coaches and understanding their players and their players having a a respect or whatever it is for their their coach. Having these relatively young guys that haven't been that long retired, you must see that as a bit of a a bonus for those those guys to 
when you're bringing you know, young players through. Exactly right. Uh, mate, they're, they're, they're still fresh in the kids' minds, um, particularly Benji. Um, and and the parents, of course, you know, the great-grandparents remember me, but the, uh, <laughs> the, um, the maybe the odd mum and dad. But in real terms, mate, it's a, um, you, know, they're, you know, they're in the modern game. They've played the modern game. Uh, they understand it. Um, so, uh, and, you know, it does, it does get better and better and changes regularly, and you've got to find ways of changing it already. Uh, Benj has sat down with Dan Robbie to talk about the future, what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And, and we're on the same page. We're on the same page. As I said, Great. they grew up under me um, and, uh, and challenged me all the time right through their careers. And uh, uh, we talk the same language, guys. So, um, you know, I think, I think we're going to... Um, it'll be successful, you know, um, in this regard. I think, you know, it's 100%. A lot of the three of us are ready to go 100%. They're giving up a whole heap of things from their life, you know, their media and some of their businesses' interests and so on, are putting them on hold to give it a, a 100% go. And, and as soon as they said that to me, that won me over. Till they were prepared to commit, um, I wasn't convinced because, you know, Benji's making a lot more money than me in media, for instance, and Robbie in business. Robbie's a very smart businessman. So, but to throw that, you know, to move that aside, to 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 come into this system and to do this sort of thing is a um, is a challenge, and uh, and they've had to obviously um, give things up, and they have. So you know that that's that's probably one of the first good signs. No, I think it's a the perfect storm, a perfect scenario. I think um, the way that you've played it out, I think it gives. A really good succession plan for the for the fans as well to have some vision moving forward. Now the salary cap, Sheenzy, I know you've got a lot of good, really good young players that are coming through over the next three years and some of those junior reps. How is the salary cap positioned now that you don't have to pay basically a large portion of your salary cap to other players at other clubs? That's a good point, Sats. Um, we it will get better over the next twelve months. Also, we've got a lot of salary cap room as these kids mature. Um, and, I, and we've identified probably um, 24 into 24, which is the end of my my two years as coach anyway, um, as the time when my, um, quite a number of these kids will mature. I mean, we're talking about 1920s and 1920-year-olds, but our, our current 20-year-olds and 19s will be 22 or 23. So it does, uh, we still have to cherry-pick you know, the veteran, the odd guy here and there that, that uh, we haven't developed. You, know, you, you don't always develop a champion in every position, even with, even with the best juniors. But we have got the makings of a very good spine in our kids, a very good spine, um, as good as I've seen. Uh, so if we can bring that through, that's the start because the brains and the spine is where you start your side. You know? um, We've got, we've got the, the, as JR used to say, Badge, the stock cars. We've got some great young Fords um, mm. and so on, but the Ferraris, um, we've, got, we've got an element of that coming through too in two or three very key positions, yeah, you're nine. Well, after Appy, we've got a kid that will easily take us forward as well. Um, in the halves and the fullback, you know, you've got to have, you've got to have the talent, the, the speed, the kicking game, the... And so on and so on, and and I believe we have, 
from what I've seen, uh, and I, I'm a fair judge, I think, of kids as players. Um, of course, you know how they grow up and how they develop, and all the things that happen between now and when they're when they're ready for grade is is somewhat out of my control. Although we're putting a lot of money and effort into their development, a lot of money and effort into their development, and uh, I think um, if you're good enough, you're old enough. I think we'll see quite a few in our squad of uh, 18, 19 year old uh, first graders. But in saying that, mate, you've got to make sure you um, you surround them with the experience that they need. How, how do you? And and it sounds like the future's bright, Tim, but that doesn't always uh, happen super quickly and fans and mm-hmm. uh, can be very impatient. Um, what's the message you give to Tigers sure. fans about the, the roster management and what they might be expecting, you know, after this mm. season? Well, exactly, exactly what we're saying now. See, Gary, it doesn't mean that it's three years before we get success. You build that success on the way, if you know what I mean. I mean, in 90, in 91, you know, we had our salary cap issue at Canberra, but in 90, we'd been in grand final in three grades prior to salary cap. Um, we lost all the reserve grade guys. Uh, you retired. There was a whole heap of things happened, and all of a sudden in '93, we're back to we're back to, with all those kids out of that twenties group. You know, Hetheringtons and Mullins and Croker and Turner and all those kids ended up around the full, half a dozen uh, rep players we had. Next thing we should have won it in '93. Ricky not broke his ankle, and yep. in '94 we did. So it is a two or three year program, but I could see those kids straight away, mate. You know, I mean, we lost so many good ones, including Lazarus and Gaffies and Barnills and all those sort of really strong next next you know next uh, group of players to come into our system. And we bought past them when they moved from the club. We bought in those young ones. So it is you got to sell the message immediately. Okay, you need to see some results. But at the end of the day, you know, if we put the right players around them, we'll get we'll get some early results from those kids. Um, and of course, we've got to sell it these days. Public perception, particularly with social media, and that is huge. Uh, in the old days, you read the paper and it was fish and ship paper then, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, at the moment, everyone's honest about what are we doing, what are we not doing. Everyone's got an opinion, and everyone can express that opinion. So, but um, you've just got to keep your head down on those things. I mean, you know. You're not going to get all good things. I was told Benji this, and he knows he's been bagged by different people, and so is Robbie. And yeah, you know, there's the ups and the downs. But um, but as a club, we're financially strong, and that was much better than I got here in '03. We we didn't have the finances. We're moving into our new centre of excellence uh, in the next uh, couple of months. Um, we've got the money for football. That's the secret. We've got the money for football. That's why we're pouring it into our juniors as well. And we've got some of the best kids playing and as many as any other club, our numbers are there. So, you know, we've, we've got to persevere with that and in the meantime, um, pick up the veteran. See, Sats, I remember Mickey Buton says to Salo, I saw him the other day, um, you guys came into the club as professionals and helped those kids. Your training ethic and all those things is very important, that leadership. And the younger blokes brought the enthusiasm, mm. you know, for the... Scandalises and Mark O'Neill's and all those guys, um, and so it worked really well. And I think we can we can mimic that to uh, with uh, that type of system. And we're forced to because we're not a club that can afford to buy, you know, with a heap of third parties and everything like that. A uh, you know, millions of dollars worth of players. We have to grow them, and uh, it's the longer way, but it is certainly a good way given 
if you remember, Gary, the, the feeling of being a junior, technically, even you guys were juniors at that club, you were there so long, you know, how much loyalty, much more loyal you are to your club when you grow up inside that club. So, Absolutely. You know, that's what we're looking for. Well, I can't a, believe you're so, saying that, that the enthusiastic young kids had to get Sats to, to drag him into to training hard and preparing <laughs> well. Sats, come. It's not what you've told me. The Sattler tackle is the Sattler tackle was legend in our club. You know about the Sattler tackle? No. Liam Portman, Bryce Gibbs, after every training session, every training session, including the um, including the captain's run, the day before the game, one would go down the sideline, the other one would chase him, bash him over the sideline. That's the classic Sattler tackle. Right? <laughs> Both that, was, that was a tradition. Mate, both lunatics, one would be Sattler and one would be, uh, who was it? Bad Toddy Byrne. Mm. Yeah, Toddy. Anyway, every, and I'd say, stop, you idiots. <laughs> Captain's run the day before, and it was it was a fair tackle. They would absolutely blitz each other across the sideline. That was the finish of training every every Saturday or every Captain's run. So you would remember, Sats, don't worry about mm. that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if, if they ever listen to this, they'll be killing themselves laughing. Anyone from there, from that group, would always laugh at these two idiots down the sideline. Oh, they were as soon as in we the finished. Yeah. It was on. Now you've got Sattler a tackle. You've got a game, you've got a very important player that's going to have a, a huge influence on the young playing group next year. Of course, you have got Isaiah Papali'i, and then you've got Appy Koroisau, yeah, who's got a great training ethic, very yeah. popular at every club. Now the reports, Tim, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago that Isaiah Papali'i was questioning about the club moving forward in twenty twenty three and mm. and where he stood. Yeah. Are you confident that he's mm that he's comfortable with where the club is heading now? Yeah, well, only only in the last week or so, uh, Benji rang him, um, Benji knows him, Benji rang him and told him the story. You know, this was just before it even broke and uh, and the kid was happy with that. Um, I, and I'm comfortable that he, he, uh, he will in, improve his game at this club uh, and that's what it's about. He's financially stable here, but he's also going to improve. Um, there's lots of things that make you improve in a game, not just um, winning games. I mean, Parramatta are a strong club, yeah. But uh, I think his game's got better this year mm. and each year. And um, and my plans are to play an offensive game, so I think he's going to get plenty of ball, that's for sure. And happy, obviously. You know, I think I've, I've been blessed with so many good hookers um, involved in, in teams that I've coached. You know, right up to rep rep level. You know, with uh, Cameron, and um, and I, there's no doubt that that's where you start at the at the play the ball, mm. and um, and we've got a good running Appy and a very good 17 year old coming in behind him. So, uh, let alone a number of good kids in between that, to be quite honest, in the club. So, yeah, I think um, yeah, the obviously the issue is the optic for us is you know we're We've got a few problems, but in saying that, there's a very, very good core of kids coming through already in the current team, let alone um, you know, Vanilla Pole and, and Matamua, these kids that um, really, I believe, are going to be the next generation. Um, they're, uh, they're young. These, these kids played SG Ball this year and last year, and they're in first grade, so from under-19s to first grade. So, you know, yeah, that... Big jump. Yeah, uh, Ice or Papali, he did the same thing. I asked him, he did it at 18. Mm. So when you, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And um, um, so I, I believe, although we'll have a young team, but I, I'm determined to make sure we keep some veterans in around them or some senior guys just to take the heat off them a bit. 
but really these kids, our kids are used to winning. They come from a winning background. Um, so, you know, the same as our kids came in, um, in uh, through no Plorsatch, you know, Liam Fulton's group, uh, Robbie Farrah's group, um, Badge, even you guys from Brisbane, when you just came down to, to Canberra, brought a winning culture with us, you know, so you know, that's also important. Now, yep. I love the any time I get to talk to you, Sheens, whether it's on the phone or just in person and, and pick your brain about rugby league. And there's one there's one question I've never asked you. I've always wanted to hear your answer. Yeah, you started coaching way back in 84 at, at the top level with the Penrith Panthers. First time they made the finals as well in the 80s. Um, but what's been the most challenging year for you as a coach? Is there one period that stands out? Mm, yeah, I think in 92... Uh, Ninety ninety one, we played Penrith for the for the tri for the three, you know, the uh, repeat, the three peat, and uh, we got beat um, in a good game of footy. Uh, ninety two, losing all those players from from um, from the salary cap uh, issue we had, uh, and I mean, you're talking about a one point two million salary cap, yeah. and we were one hundred and twenty thousand dollars over the cap. And that lost that lost um, something out of the 52 club roster. That's just three grades. I think we lost over 30 that left the club. So you know we had to start again. And uh, I think that was the challenging time because in '92, neither Penrith, who won it in '91, nor us, who was second, made the semis. Neither of us made the semis. Mm. In '93, we come back and win the preseason, and except for Ricky's broken. Leg, we we may have. We, I thought we would have given it a shake that year. We certainly were one of the best teams in the comp. '94, we went on with it. So, you know, I think that we came out of it. But the '91, well, particularly '92, '91, because once we found out halfway through the year we we're in trouble. You know, it was it was a tough year for us to um, to to navigate. Um, and then uh, with players, all players were thrown off contract badge, weren't they? You know, yeah. So, yeah, the, the club took ten percent off everyone, and that that of course released every player from contract. So that was probably one of the toughest periods, I think. Um, Penrith days were easy sats. When I took over, the, the, uh, Roger Cowan, the CEO, said, "If you win one game, Tim, one game, we'll be happy." <laughs> so that that took the pressure off me. How many did you but, win? Um, yeah, uh, missed the top five because it was top five. Then by one win, we got beat by Parramatta. Oh, okay. I won Coach of the Year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, Phil, actually, I got the Toka Collar one too. So next year we made the semis first time. I think one of the best things I've ever done was that, that year, semis, because um, I'd played for Penrith for 12, 13 years and we never made the semis. I had eight first-grade coaches in a career of 12 years. Oh. Eight. Yeah. So you can, that can tell you what the, the Penrith Panthers, the chocolate soldiers of the 70s were. So, um, yeah, so I, I just felt that was something special for me. You know, I know grand finals are and things, but when you do something like that with your club, who'd been in since 1967 and never made a semi-final, um, I was quite proud of that, that effort from everyone in the club. Great stuff. Great yeah. stuff. We could sit here for weeks and talk to your sheens. Yeah, I know you love talking about your rugby league as much as what Padge <laughs> and I do. But uh, yes. yeah, we want to thank you for, for taking time Not out. my fault. Not my fault. You blokes asked me. We <laughs> did, and we love it. It's not my fault. We do. We love <laughs> it. Hey, thanks for taking thanks, time guys. out and joining us on Sports Day. I appreciate Day. it. Love you. Mate, 
been a pleasure to be involved with you guys. You know that. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia's EV6 and Sportage Cars of the Year. Yeah, welcome back. And for expert car service, book online at repcoservice.com. It's Badge and Sats for Sports Day. We've got Tuesday, true or false? What's been happening over the last six or seven days uh, that you want to get off your chest? And do you agree, disagree, Badge? What have you got? Okay, Scotty. Uh, Cameron Smith, the golfer. Mm-hmm. True or false, he'll go on to win more majors than any other Aussie golfer. So what have we got? So Male. We've got, so we've got the Shark won two. They were both the British Open. Yep. Dave Graham won two. They were uh, the US. Did he, win, did he really win PGA two? PGA and the US wow. Open, yeah. Okay. But the, the, the big one's Peter Thompson. Yeah. Yep. Five One of the British greats. Opens. Mm. Cameron Smith will go on to win more. True or false? I'm going to say true at 28 years of age. And the best putter on the circuit, I think, yes, true. He will go on to win more majors than Peter Thompson. That's big numbers. That means six yep. or more. It's massive. Wow. Yeah. That is absolutely huge. Mm. Uh, I hope he does. I hope he does. I'll, uh, we'll re- can you save that, Rook? We're going to revisit yep, this in 14 years' time. Yeah, they call it <laughs> isolating once he retires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, badge, true or false? They need to continue with the coaches' interviews during Origin. They both go to Brad Fittler and Channel 9. They go to Brad Fittler and Billy Slater. Do they? And they conduct interviews during the game while they're – Oh, yeah, they're great. I love that. Do you? True. I haven't seen it. I've been calling the game. What's happened? You you don't like it? Um, I don't like it. I'm toying with your sats. I've heard that many people say to me. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, apparently right at the start of the game, they went to Billy Slater when Selwyn Cobbo was down. Yep. And he just brushed him. Mm. Oh. Unfortunately, with the, with, uh, the big TV rights deals comes uh, uh, every time they sign a new rights deal, they want more. Yeah. Um, and, and the networks, and I understand it, um, and they, they squeeze a little bit more out and the, the people selling the package – who aren't involved at the coalface, go, yeah, you can interview the coach. Mm. Uh, you know, that, that coach interview, that's probably come about because they're both Channel 9 employees. True, yeah. Um, I think both of them need to say, hey, guys, back off. Mm. Okay, I'll do my job um, and give it everything I've got when I'm a commentator, but when I'm a coach, I'm a coach, leave me alone. And, you know, they're, they're both relatively young, and I think they should be strong enough to say to Channel 9, hey, um, guys, it was, you've just overstepped the mark. Yeah. Good call, good call. You got another one? Yeah, uh, Queensland won't lose an origin decider at Suncorp Stadium for at least another decade. Oh, wow. True or what? false? So what do you well, got? Been, how many years? Munster's about 27, 28. 17 years ago we lost the last decider there. For another decade. There might, there might only be one or two more deciders. No, I'm going to say false. Oh. I'm going to say false. I just think the youth of the New South Wales key players, I think – I think they're going to have a pretty formidable side for a number of years. Seriously, yeah, and you've got them as favourites for next year already, haven't you? I think the oh, first games, yeah, the first games at Suncorp next year can't be. Mm. You can't play the first one at Suncorp. Why not? Because because you can't have the last one in Sydney. If they're down two nil, no one will turn up. <laughs> but the smallest hey, origin crowd of six thousand people. I remember that eighty nine series, that yeah. famous eighty nine series, game two in Sydney at the Sydney yeah. Football Stadium, and you go back and look at that game. There are empty seats everywhere, and it's game oh, yeah. two. 18,000 or something, 20,000. Unbelievable. You know why? Why? 
because they knew we were going to beat them because <laughs> we kept beating them. That was – we'd won one, two, five. We'd won six games in a row. That was seven. And we won the next one as well to make it eight. Three nil. They saw it coming. Three nil. Yeah. <laughs> they know a loser when they see one. Expert <laughs> yeah. car service. Book online at refcoservice.com. This, this, is this show's not going south of the border, <laughs> yeah. Not tonight. I think there'll be a few blues that'll be listening to it without <laughs> a doubt. Uh, brought to you by the key EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year will wrap up the show next. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, the last blast, uh, things we may have missed. And Badge, have you caught any of the World Athletics Championships no. overseas? It's been. No, I think they're on too late. Yeah, it's been broadcast on SBS. I've got to admit, yeah. I haven't seen too much of it. We have got better at 8.30. We've got two Australian females in the final of the 1,500. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I haven't caught any of it myself. But Nina Kennedy, the Aussie, she won a bronze at the World Athletics Championships oh, overnight in the, yeah, in the pole vault. Pole vault, beautiful. Oh, that's tough. That's, that's got to be one of the toughest I've events. never tried that, and I don't think I've I want to know the person who invented it. I want to know the person that said, if I take this big stick... Yeah, and I would get a big run up and jump over the top of something. It yeah, could be an yeah. event. No, it happened. Uh, first time it ever happened. Uh, Boggo Road Jail, <laughs> um, and they went, no, just a little bit higher. Uh, just wait till the guards hasn't got his gun on you next time. They get caught uh, in that razor yeah. wire. It's all Eventually, right. went one over, and they went, look how high that. That's <laughs> that's four meters. What? Okay. Hey, what happened in stage twelve of the Tour de France? Uh, carnage. Yeah, carnage. A dog ran into the middle of the peloton. Oh. How's that? I haven't seen the footage of this. Now, did it create a bit of a mess or not? Rook, you saw it. Massive mess. This big brown dog comes through. Oh, so not like a little dog. No, no, not a like, dog. like a big like St. Bernard or something. Oh, just, really? Just randomly just running well, through. Well, that's the, that's the rider's fault. You can see a St. Bernard coming from a mile away. But it's a peloton. There's like 400 bikes in a 10-meter yeah, radius. Yeah, it's not the rider's fault. <laughs> that's the owner's fault. <laughs> that might be like that, that lady that accidentally, you know, stuck out a sign, got taken out and... and Hurt the rider and got sued. Like they might find the dog's owner and sue them. True, for being but they're pleading really unintelligent. Yeah, they're pleading with the spectators to leave the dogs at home. Yeah, well, if that's what the French are doing, this is what the Aussies are doing. A bloke was caught urinating from the top of the SCG what? How did during the what? Wallabies test. So he's climbed up on uh, some uh, scoreboard or something yeah. or something, and he was up there, and the police are trying to get him down, and then. Fans have gone, well, I actually got some vision here of him urinating oh. while he was up there. So, so what's happened okay. to him? Well, they banned him from Wallabies tests for life. Oh, and I was thinking there could only be one thing worse. <laughs> Make you go to every Wallabies game. again. He deliberately no. did it. He can turn up to every Roosters game at the SCG, but he can't go to a Wallabies game. Yeah, he's going, yes, oh. uh, Before we finish also, uh, tomorrow night, Battle of the Brothers in, in the boxing at the Horden Pavilion in, in Sydney Badge. Yes. Uh, how's this going to go, Sats? I think you reckoned mm. Nikita Zou's a fair way ahead of Ben Horn. Long way ahead of Ben Horn. Mm. Yep. And will their brothers be in their corners? I think I they, they would be. Would be I, I imagine them. there would be. Mm. Oh, the Rooks just showing me a photo of the peloton and some of the skin that's been taken off from some of the riders. Um, oh. Yeah, no, yeah, Nikita Zou's well ahead of Ben Horn and he should win this convincingly. He, he, actually, I'd be instructing Nikita Zou to probably try and get some more rounds under his belt because... You know, yeah, but the longer you're out there, I guess, the more chance you are chance a, a lucky Yeah, I don't punch. think he's going to have a problem here, but yeah, mm. he should win quite convincingly. 
Uh, of course, Tim Zoo's fighting uh, Jamal Charlotte in January overseas in Vegas, which would be absolutely massive for a world well, title. Will that be as big as this one tomorrow night? <laughs> just, just a <laughs> smidge. Just a smidge. Now, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, get in touch with Bunch Tiles because they want to help you out. This is Sports Day Badge and Sats. See you tomorrow night, Badge. Bye. For Australia's Most Wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. See you later. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.